0: Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayyaz, Nightly Ramadan reflections. The holy month of Ramadan is a month of real introspection and reflection. A time where we have an opportunity to account for our own selves in a way that perhaps we don't usually have the opportunity to do so. Because during the month of Ramadan, so much of our time is freed up due to our lack of eating and for many of us due to our lack of sleeping, we have an opportunity for the first time in reality to really spend time with ourselves. And as much as the religion of Islam emphasizes that the month of Ramadan is to be a month where you spend time with your family and where you spend time with your community, In reality, it's also an opportunity for us to really find ourselves in the midst of these days. And in the state of fasting for really long hours, and in the midst of acts of worship and obedience and ritual, we have the opportunity also to kind of take a look and see where we're at. In terms of how we've improved since last year during the month of Ramadan, or in reality, years that have even preceded last. During this blessed month, I need to personally take a look at myself, see what sort of character traits that I have, see what sort of vices I have, and at the same time, see what sort of virtues that I have. When examining my virtues, if I see that I am patient, that I am merciful, that I am generous, then I need to think about how I can bring that up to the next level. Because for every act of faith, in reality, there is always room for improvement. And similarly, when I take a look at my vices, I take a look at my bad character traits, I need to really think out exactly how I am going to work on them and how at the end of this blessed month I leave them behind and I'm able to completely transform my identity and really never go back to that same character and that same vices that I have before this blessed month of Shah Ramadan. When we, when we come and take a look, for instance, at the human being, we're comprised of two important dimensions. The first dimension being the dimension of the body, and the second, the dimension of the soul. And as much as we spend time taking care of our body, we also need to spend time taking care of our souls, the spiritual dimension that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created with. When it comes to our taking care of my body, I spend a lot of time exercising, I spend a lot of time eating well. I spend a lot of time making sure that I'm getting enough rest, enough sleep, so on and so forth. And oftentimes we talk so much about self-care and about making sure that we're really taking care of our bodies, but at the same time a lot of people, they take care of their bodies to the detriment of their own souls. But that's for another discussion. If I want to examine any sort of illness or diagnosis when it comes toward any sort of when it comes to any sort of bodily disorders or bodily illnesses or, God forbid, wounds or cuts or whatever it might be, I'd be very quick to find that cut, very quick to find that wound. I'd be very quick to diagnose the fact that I have the flu or I have a cold or whatever it might be. And immediately when I've diagnosed myself with any sort of illness, I'm going to be incredibly quick to find a cure, get a Band-Aid if I'm bleeding, take medication if I'm sick so on and so forth. When it comes toward my soul, unfortunately, I and we as a human being are not so quick to diagnose the illnesses and the diseases that inflict our souls. If someone has been angry for the last 10 years, for the last 20 years, oftentimes they never want to do anything about it. If someone is been constantly been abusive toward their spouses or toward their children, Oftentimes they never want to talk about it and they never want to do anything about it as well. If we see pride or arrogance in our hearts, we often see that it's okay, it's not a big deal. But eventually we have to understand that this month of Ramadan is supposed to be an opportunity for us to reform our character and that through reflection and through introspection, through fasting and abstaining from food and drink, through our worship in the darkness of the night, we are to completely eradicate ourselves of all of those incredibly horrific qualities that many of us have. But the first step is to actually take into account our day-to-day actions. That means literally at the end of every single day, not only during the month of Ramadan, but after the month of Ramadan as well, think about all the good deeds that you did, and again, think about how you can take that to the next level. But then at the same time, we also need to be a people who take a look at our bad deeds, our faults, our errors, our slips, the way that we spoke to our wife, to our our children, the way that we speak to our colleagues. How many times did we lash out in anger? How many times did we remain impatient when in reality if we had just calmed ourselves down, we would have been able to get through that trial and tribulation with a lot more success and a lot more progress. It's important that we're in this state of accounting for ourselves in the midst of these days, and I remind myself before I remind anyone else, but hopefully that at the end of this month, we're able to see where we can improve, or even better, we've actually taken the next step to improve in the midst of these days. And this is what it means to really work on perfecting what is known as our akhlaq. In the Islamic tradition, there's a great emphasis in terms of this particular term, akhlaq. For the Holy Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he states in a famous tradition, when he's around some of his companions in the early days of his message, he states, إِنَّمَا لِؤْتَمِّم مَكَارِمُ الْأَخْلَاقِ that I have been sent down with one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to perfect the character of my community. Akhlaq is often translated as character or etiquette. And in reality, we need to be a people who are always working toward improving our akhlaq always improving our etiquette, at the end of the day, because so much of our religion is about making sure that we're becoming better people. And because of our God consciousness and our mindfulness of the presence of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, naturally we always want to be a people who are just doing the right thing. And thus, for today's episode, really briefly, I thought it's important to take a look at a really, really beautiful tradition from the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in terms of the advices that he gives toward his brother and his son-in-law and his cousin and his successor, Imam Ali Ibn Abi Talib. And naturally, when the Holy Prophet is going to give any sort of advices to a close confidant like Ali, السلام, it's really important that we pay attention to exactly what it is that he advises. In this particular tradition, he states, Ya Ali, thalaf, th- thalaf khasal min akhlaq. Oh Ali, I'm going to give you three traits that really perfect the nobility of your character. He states, تقطي مَنْ حَرَمَكْ وَتَصِل مَنْ قَتَأَكْ وَتَعْفُو أَمَّنْ ظَلَمَكْ In this particular tradition, the Holy Prophet outlines these three important qualities or advices that he's offering toward Ali ibn Abi Talib. And in reality, we need to make sure that if we want to be a people who are really perfecting our character and our etiquette, that we're doing our best to allow for this particular hadith, this particular tradition, to resonate within our hearts and within our souls. He states that the three Character traits in order for you to perfect your etiquette. Number one, Give to the one who doesn't give to you. Secondly, he states, And build relations with those who break relations with you. And thirdly, he states, And pardon those who oppress you. In reality, performing any one of these particular three character traits is incredibly challenging and is incredibly difficult. And in reality, no one is going to say that I'm going to forgive the one who abuses me. And why should I give to the one who doesn't give to me? And why, for instance, should I b- build relations with those who break relations with me? But again, the religion of Islam And the Holy Prophet ﷺ expects a higher standard from those who are really seeking on the path toward getting closer toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as difficult as it is and as challenging as it is, we have to understand that we're not doing it for the one who is rejecting us or we're not really doing it for the one who is oppressing us or that we're not really doing it for the one who's breaking relationships with us but in reality we're doing it to reform our own selves and our own souls. Because someone says, for instance, why would I forgive, forgive someone who physically abused me? But at the end of the day, you're doing it more for yourself than the actual abuser. It's oftentimes an opportunity to forgive where it allows for you to move on with your life, as opposed to the fact that you're actually allowing for that individual who abused you to receive divine pardon. That's another discussion. But what we want to do is making sure that we're holding ourselves toward a higher standard. That we want to make sure that we're allowing ourselves toward progressing and reaching a higher level of etiquette and akhlaq. So when we go ahead and take a look at this tradition, it states again, Ya Ali, Thalath min, th- 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 khisal min makarim ul-akhlaq, that, O oh, Ali, the three characteristics that allow for you to perfect the nobility of your character. Number one, Tu'ti man haramak. Give to the one who doesn't give to you. Making sure that we're making an effort toward extending our hand to those who may not want to extend their hands to us. Because it demonstrates, again, the uniqueness of who we are in comparison with them. For instance, when you take a look at the incredible character of the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala states, that if the Holy Prophet were hard-hearted, if he did not have the sense of sincerity and compassion and receptivity to his community that was around him, no one would have ever listened to anything that the Prophet ﷺ had to say. And in reality, it's incredibly hard to give out of yourself towards someone who does not want to give anything to you, but perhaps your action might be a means and a mechanism to bring that person back on the path toward morality, back on the path toward God consciousness. If we give out of ourselves toward those who don't want to give an inch toward us, again, it gives us an opportunity to be the vessel and the means by which that particular individual might see closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So think about the fact that you potentially, that I potentially can be a means which bring benefit towards someone else, not only in this life but in the next life just because of a smile that you gave, just because of a salam that you gave to someone when they might not necessarily be the one to initiate that salam, when they might not be the one to initiate that shaking of hand, when they might not be that one to initiate that first smile. It's important that we're going out of our way because again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, they want us to be the people who are really elevating the station and the status of what it really means to have good etiquette. Thus the Imam Ali salam is advised in regards toward the first piece of advice in terms of how he can perfect the nobility of his character, to'tee man haramak, to give to those who don't give to you. Secondly, he states, وَتَصِلْ مَنْ قَتَعَكَ And make sure that you're building relations with those who are breaking relations with you. And in the religion of Islam, there is such a strong emphasis in terms of how we should be a people who are really maintaining relationships with our family and with our friends. But specifically when it comes toward blood relatives, that this is the month of Ramadan, that you might spend a lot of time away from your family if you live in a different city, for instance, or even if you live in the same city. You might talk more with your friends than with your own family. But this blessed month, it's important that we go out of our way toward doing something that allows for us to reconnect with a lost, a long-lost family member, for instance. There might be people who don't talk to their parents anymore. There might be people who don't talk to their brothers, to their sisters anymore. They might be parents who don't talk to their children, children who don't talk to their parents, and even husbands and wives, spouses who live in the same household, who do not communicate at all. This blessed month of Ramadan is an opportunity for us to really reconnect and to really rebuild relations. And it doesn't have to be something that within these 30 days we completely transform and we completely forget and we completely forgive. No, but it could just be you inviting your family member for iftar. You giving them a date at the mosque, at the Islamic center that you attend, just out of compassion and out of following the footsteps of the Holy Prophet and his family, alayhi Doing even something incredibly small, toward working, toward building those relationships, specifically with your family, can really, really go a long way. Which is why the Holy Prophet ﷺ, he advises, he advises, وَتَصَلْ مَنْ qataak, Oh Ali, and make sure that you're building relations with those who have broken them with you. And thirdly, and finally, he states, أَمَّنْ ظَلَمَكْ And pardon those who have oppressed you. It's so hard to do that. It's so hard for me to forgive those who have said something wrong to me or have, God forbid, taken something from me or even worse, someone who has physically abused me. But nonetheless, again, like I mentioned before, it's not so much about them receiving divine pardon as much as it might be an avenue for us to be those who really connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the moment that we're finally forgiving people who have done wrong to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His Holy Prophet, the Ahlul Bayt salatu they emphasize the importance of really being a people who show mercy and compassion toward those around us. And as difficult as it might be, sometimes it allows us to really open up the new, a new chapter within our lives. But then at the same time, we want to make sure that we're forgiving others because we know that we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. Which is why one narration, it states, "Irham turham, If you have mercy upon the creation, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy upon you. In another narration, it states that those who have mercy upon those on earth, the one in the heavens will have mercy upon them. So in reality us being a forgiving and a pardoning creation toward those around us allow us to be re- recipients of the divine bounty and forgiveness and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within this blessed month of Shah Ramadan. Thus Allah thus the, the Holy Prophet وآله, states within this tradition, Ya Ali, Talaf al man Haramak. وَتَصِلْ مَنْ قَتَأَكْ وَتَعْفُوا أَمَّنْ ذَلَمَكْ O Ali, Three qualities are that which perfect the nobility of your character. Firstly, give to those who don't give to you. Build relations with those who break them with you. And pardon those who have oppressed you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq truly really illuminate the words of the Holy Prophet and his advice toward Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Walhamdulillah rabbil a'alamin. Wasallillahumma ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyina Muhammad wa ala ahla baytah at tayyibin at tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer, and look out for him on Facebook.